Special show for you. We, we've got. We've got. We've got. Dave, what is wrong with you? Oh, oh I don't know, Fog. I'm feeling a bit. Feeling a bit. You sound like you've been possessed by a buffoon. What's going on? Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. We've, we've got to do the show, Fog. You are ill. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Uh, don't breathe on me. Uh, the, the listeners are counting on us. Carry on. Carry on. It's it's time for the... Uh, time for the... Uh, a fortune teller? Uh, a fortune teller? Oh. No, no, you do it, Fog. Uh, uh, okay, then. Um, what's that say? Uh, a fortune teller has been causing controversy in the waste with her overly accurate predictions. Folks have been wanting their beans back after Clairvoyant of Coventry has been refusing to tell folks what they want to hear, insisting on telling heart-hitting truths about her customers' futures. Several customers have complained after being told that they would never amass a fortune, never fall in love, never sprout wings no matter how much irradiated fish they eat, and would probably die before they were 35. One resident was hopping mad after he was told he would never win a robot leg to replace the one he lost, despite the fact that another fortune teller had told him otherwise. Flamingo Joe had this to say about the prediction. You're the last fortune teller before this charlatan told me I'd be rich, famous, and have as many legs as I wanted. She told me I'd have my own vegetable farm and a prime time slot and super special radio attack by the time I was 25. She was brilliant. None of it has happened yet, but it's only a matter of time. Uh, uh, this time, however, uh, I'll put a whole tin of sardines just for this clairvoyant, this, uh, this, this witchy bitch, uh, to tell me such things as, All the spirits say you'll amount to nothing. You're a useless waste of space. You'll never grow your leg back, you easily hoodwinked fool. Oh, tin of sardines. I could have bought a new leg with that. We uh, contacted Claire to clarify a few... Fog. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, we did, however, manage to get a quick interview with the perpetrator of these uh, uh, crimes. So, Claire, uh, what have you got to say about these accusations? Well, they're true, aren't they? Don't know what their problem is. It's what I'm supposed to do. All the other fortune tellers just make a load of crap up that will never come true. Castles in the air, USB fingers, cyclic powers, that sort of thing. The only difference is that I make up things that are more likely to actually happen, like dying of radiation sickness, being tortured by raiders, or losing your seat on the Rotary Club members' board. But it ain't what they want to hear, so they think I'm a charlatan. Well, you are, by your own admission. Well, yeah, but I'm less of a charlatan than the rest of them. Uh, I've never met Charlotte Anne, but uh, look, uh, all we want to know is, uh, can you see the future or not? Sure I can, look. Oh, oh, let me consult the spirits. Oh, Jack of the Holy Daniels, speak to me. Oh, from the lamp of the east I conjure a gin and tonic to guide me to the sacred truth. Praise be to the goddess of the white lightning. Ah, the spirit, 
tell me that you, Dave, will die before you are 35. <gasps> and you, Fog, you'll be crushed in a disastrous sex experiment. Uh, that's a tin of salmon and two custards, please. Oh, Fog, she was right. I could feel it coming. Death approaches. Dave? Dave? Uh, 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 if there is a doctor listening, please come quickly to the studio. Dave has collapsed into a gurgling puddle on the floor. Promise me. Promise me you'll do the show, Fog. Carry on without me. I will, Dave. I will. I promise. I love... <laughs> Ahem. Uh, uh, in in uh, other news, a woman has been arrested in Lower Spittle for being inappropriately dressed. She was... Uh, are you okay? Uh, 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 yes, she was dressed entirely in snails, a costume that, whilst delicious and rather attractive to humans, is also delicious and rather more attractive to some of the wasteland's more ferocious beasts. Her antics attracted a roving band of acid newts and a solitary brocodile to the market square, who... Promptly killed and ate an unpopular traffic warden. The monsters were then caught and subsequently devoured by the town's residents. Some folks were ecstatic as they hadn't eaten for three days or had had their dog cow clapped by the traffic warden. They hailed the woman as a persecuted hero and many wore a small snail on their forehead in solidarity. Retrospective had this to say. She's a leader, an innovator, an entrepreneur and a maverick. Whoever thought wearing snails could be so dangerous? That was the best meal I've had in months. First chance I get, I'm going to dress in as many snails as I can fit on my body and run straight through the middle of town. No one will go hungry again. Yippee! Although others were a lot less pleased, like Des Gruntle, the butcher. I usually make a fat profit from slaughtering hundreds of innocent creatures a week. This week I made sweet F.A., that's my daughter, cry because there was no money to buy her a new husband from the slavers. Just because some stupid bid decided to stick mollusks all over her body and lay herself out like a buffet on the street. She didn't even get eaten, which is what I wanted to see. I only sold one uh, pork pie all day. What an idiot! So, that was the news. Uh, whilst Dave is uh, pos- possibly uh, dying, uh, oh, I-, I will uh, uh, recite s- some poetry. Yes, poetry. Uh, no, uh, no, fuck, fuck. It might... It might finish me off. Uh, shut up, Dave. It'll do you some good. It's practically verbal medicine. Right. <clears throat> Mystical spines swing freely in the gloom. A, uh, a scabrous omen of pendulous doom. For when... Ah, uh, thank the mother. That must be the door. Bonjour. I am Dr. Melody. And I heard your pitiful cries on the radio. Uh, are you the poetry police? He's guilty. Trying to finish me off. Uh, don't worry, Doctor. He's delirious. He normally loves my poetry. Ah, I see. Is this the afflicted man? Uh, don't be rude. He's a mutant. He's meant to look like that. Dave, she's talking about you. Now, Monsieur Dave, let me give you a little examination. I shall poke your ear. Ow! And ear. Ah! And have a little look down there. Oh, that's a bit rude. Oh, shut up, Dave. Don't be so ungrateful. Uh, hmm, uh, uh, actually, Doctor, I'm feeling uh, rather uh, peaky myself. Mm-mm-mm. One at a time, Monsieur Fogg. I shall examine your eyes in due course. 
They seem to be unnaturally glued to my buttocks. <laughs> and now, Monsieur Dave, the other side. Ooh! Oh! 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 Oh my! It's very dark in this one. Hmm. Well, this is a very strange case. Please tell me, have you eaten anything unusual today? Well, it, it, it wasn't unusual, but I, I made him my traditional breakfast smoothie. It's my own recipe, actually, that I developed many years ago. You see, I was living in... And uh, then what was in this uh, breakfast smoothie? Uh, nothing untoward. Uh, a couple of baby mice, a weak old sausage, a strong new sausage, uh, spicy sprouts, blueberries, and a splash of a Braxo toilet cleaner to taste. It was uh, lemon flavour. Oh my god! You should never, ever cook with blueberries. People used to eat them all the time before they were finally banned for giving people licky end. Disgusting. Look at what you have done to this poor man. Don't blame me, I'm a gourmet chef. The treatment is simple. A swift kick with my patent leather stiletto ear. Ah! And the offending blueberries are dislodged. He will have to recover for a few minutes. Well, 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 thank you, Doctor. But uh, before you go, uh, this is the uh, the kind of treatment I like. Uh, perhaps you could help me out with a little uh, uh, sexual problem that I have. Mm, well, if it is a sexual problem, I can be sure to help. Sexual problems are my speciality. Oh, really? Uh, well, well, it is just down here. Oh, there seems to be some sort of airy caterpillar in there eating your... Oh, oh no, wait, I see. Uh, no matter, Monsieur Fogg, I have just the treatment for you. Oh, I can't wait to see what's in your bag. Uh, uh, what's that? It's a set of garden shears, Monsieur Fogg. If your six bits are causing a problem, it's best to lop them off, n'est-ce pas? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, no, wait, wait. Well, come here, come here. Don't be so silly, it is just a little prank. I'm a grower, not a shower. Uh, anyway, Doctor. Uh, ow, uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. Yes, I suspected as much. You see, most diseases all in the mind, Monsieur Fogg. As soon as I propose a treatment, people mysteriously get better. For example, one man came to me with a broken leg. As soon as I suggested that I hack off both his legs to cure the broken one and to even out his walk afterwards, he said how much better he felt and crawled out at great pace. Oh, oh that's better. Oh, thank you, Doctor. No problem. Uh, now, let us discuss my fee. Uh, 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 would you like to pay the Doctor, Dave? Pay? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh we could, uh, uh... Hmm. Looking around, I can see there's not much point in waiting for payment. So, uh, out of the goodness of my heart, instead of taking your organs as donations, I will allow you to place this advert on my behalf. And you two should think about getting some insurance as well. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Uh, we'd be delighted to. Uh, and uh, uh, thank you, listeners, for bearing with us. Now would be a good time for the advert, don't you think? In these troubling times, what is the most treasured thing you should protect at all costs? Um, my rare stamp collection. I've been kicked by every person in town. <laughs> my precious lifelong chastity. You'll never take my innocent scumbag. Uh. What about your health and that of your family? Oh, that. Oh, yes. Well, I drink my own wee, uh, just like in the old days of the NHS. I enjoy the power of positive thinking. 
Nothing's dropped off for literally weeks. Ugh. Don't entrust your healthcare to amateur folk remedies and wishful thinking. Visit a modern healthcare professional. Visit Dr. Malady's Oops-a-Daisy Clinic. I am Dr. Malady, and I am sworn to cure all ills, even if it kills you. Ask about my two-for-one specials. So, why drink your own wee when you can pay us to give you someone else's wee to drink instead? Dr. Malady's Oops-a-Daisy Clinic. The modern healthcare choice. Uh, welcome back, listeners. So, uh, whilst Dave is uh, changing his trousers and I'm hunting for some uh, uh, wine, uh, we have another cock report for you. Uh, this week, Roger is uh, uh, interviewing local gym goers down in, uh, uh, what's it say, uh, Smellifax. Smellifax Leisure Centre. A haven for those who crave a healthy lifestyle. Citizens congregate to swim in the pond, run on ancient factory conveyor belts, and lift bone bells to prepare their bodies for life in the wastes. But even this beacon of morality has a dark underbelly, waiting to be tickled by the fast fingers of justice. For there are those that can't wait to reap the rewards of the natural process of exercise. I speak, of course, of those who resort to roiding the buff-out pony. I'm here with Gazeel to stop this insidious culture in its tracks, and dispense justice to those affected by this condition. Ride with me. I mean, ride with me. Through the door, Gazelle! <laughs> Citizens! Who amongst you dares to cheat nature? Which of you are the poisonous bugs in this healthy fruit salad? Oh, what are you on about? I speak of the practice known as snorting the muscle dust. What? I didn't know what that is. Uh, licking the stamina snail. Uh... Chewing the muscle monkey? Nope. Drugs, you fools! Who is taking drugs? Uh, well, I get hay fever sometimes. Uh... Liar! You've been guzzling the gorilla gas. Well, no matter. I'm here to put you to the test. Fine. All right. I've got nothing to hide. We'll see about that. On that conveyor belt. Righto. Start running. Right. Right, you see? I'm clean. I've been running for years, mate. Oh, yes. Let's see if you can go a bit faster. Oh, 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 okay. okay. This, this is about as fast as I can go. A likely story. No, really. Don't go any faster. The average speed of a normal human being never exceeds five miles an hour. However, a human being who has been milking the millipede of might can run up to ten. To prove this man's guilt, I turned it up to twenty. Time to raise the stakes. Oi, be careful. This is an old sausage factory. That machine made chipolatas! Stop! Stop! Stop the machine! I can't! I can't! I can't go that fast! No! 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 Frank! You bastard! You've turned him into a Cumberland special! You massive cock! Right! Let's get him! Gazeel! Away! It was a harsh warning of the dangers of smoking the bicep banana. The deterrent was effective. Immediately, 
everyone laid their gym equipment down and rushed towards me, clearly to congratulate me. But I am a man of modest integrity and... uh, Clearly, now was not the time for congratulations. I beat a a modest retreat out of the door as they uh, continued to congratulate me for many miles. The hot bratwurst of justice had been served with no garnish. This is Roger Cock, signing off. That's it. I'm not having this man on our show anymore. Why not? Well, that sounded very much like murder to me, Fogg. He's clearly a dangerous psychopath. We can't promote lunatics and gratuitous violence on this show. It's outrageous. Oh, well, yes, of course, we don't want hideous death live on air. Do we, Dave? It's not the same, Fog. Anyway, I'm putting my foot down. I won't have anyone glorifying violence on the Good Vibe Show. It's not what we're about. I'm sure the authorities will catch up with him soon. Uh, what authorities? I don't know. Helping hands or someone. Ah, uh, don't say those words. I still have flashbacks. No, 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 no. No need to flash it back again, Fog. I uh, promise I won't say helping hands again. That's not what I... Just... Look, right, let's move on. Come on. So, listeners, now it's time for our very special guest. Now, if you uh, remember last week, we received breaking news live on air that a, a large amorphous blob had been heading towards the town of Flemford, threatening the Trouser Festival. Well, we have that blob right here in the studio tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce the, the blob. Ah, uh, good evening, good evening. No, Dave, don't shake his hand. Eh? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm terribly sorry, Dave. Force of habit. Very pleased to meet you both. Uh, so, Blob? Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I do, in fact, have a name. A name? What is it? Uh, Jeremy. Goiter. Martin. Yusuf. Stephanie. Gwendolyn. Francis. Horace. Gareth. Uh, three times. Abdul. And, uh, well, I could go on, but, uh, well, Joe should suffice. Oh, uh, did you uh, absorb a Joseph as well? Uh, uh, no. My middle name, Joseph. Oh, oh, you never said Philip. I'm not Philip. I'm the second Gareth. Um, anyway, uh, Joe, uh, what are you and uh, where do you come from? Well, as you can see, I am a collection of people, animals and other organic life forms coagulated together by, um, science. You see, scientists were researching, uh, uh, something or other. Uh, what was it again, Jeremy? Uh, Jeremy was a scientist at the base. He was my first, uh, absorption. Oh, it never tells a story right. It was clones. We were trying to make a healthy, radiation-free human by mixing human white blood cells with the self-replicating powers of the common lizard. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. I was the first off the production line. A failed attempt. Unfortunately, I was also the last attempt they'd ever make. <laughs> Uh, why, uh, what did you do? Well, well, I didn't actually do anything. Apparently, when I first arrived, I looked just like, uh, uh, you and Dave there. Uh, two arms, two legs, and all that. It was, uh, Jeremy, actually. Oh, here we go again. You see, Jeremy got a bit overexcited and rushed to greet me in the birthing room. He was overjoyed that, on the surface at least, the experiment seemed to work. He reached out to me and, well, one fatal hug later and... Schlup. We were one. After that, well, there was a lot of shouting. You have to understand, I was a little confused at the time. Flashing lights, alarms. I just staggered from one scientist to the next, security guards and whatnot. Schlup, schlup, schlup. And the next thing I knew, I woke up in the wasteland and was twice the man I was before. <laughs> well, <laughs> 20 times the man I was before. How many of you are in there? Oh, I've lost count. Of course... 
You can only see the ones whose faces are on the outside at the moment. You see, being a blob, things just seem to move around. You never know who's going to come up next. See that pair of legs there? That's Lucy. She's lovely, and it's a shame you couldn't meet her properly, but it'll take a good week or so for her FaceTime to come around again. So, Joey, what have you been doing all this time? Uh, well, you see, uh, Jeremy and the other scientists have been trying to find a way to separate us all again. Although, uh, so far, they haven't had much luck. And it seems every time we make some progress, some uh, a foolish idiot comes along and tries to attack me and, well, schlup. We have to start all over again. But I'm very glad to be here on the show. It's nice to know we're not the only one out here in the wastes. What do you mean? Well, uh, Fog there, of course. That big lump on his back. He's an absorber too, isn't he? What? No, no, that's my belly back. How dare you? Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm so, so sorry. It's my mistake. I, I didn't mean it. Uh, my manners. I'm, I'm, I'm not that used to outside people. Oh, Jeremy, you've put your foot in it again. Uh, no, I think that's Morwenna's foot. Oh, dear. Well, last week, Joe, uh, we all thought you were... Uh, I don't mean anything by it. Uh, well, we thought you were um, a monster. Oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> oh, no, 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 please, please, let me finish, let me finish. You must understand. Well, we heard that you'd attacked and nearly absorbed an entire town. That's an exaggeration. Joe accidentally tripped over Harriet's wooden rig and rolled down a hill, straight through the door of Flemford Community Hall, where the townsfolk were listening to popular storyteller Jack O'Dory. Why, hey, man, so you're dead. Oh, hello, Jack. Uh, good to s see you. But you never expected to see me again, did you? This is all your fault, Fog. But you know, just to say, no hard feelings. Why don't we shake hands? Put it there, lad. Hmm, well, 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 all right. It was a bit naughty of me. No, Fog, no! Uh, uh, I, I nearly did that, you snivelling little bastard. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Just my little joke. Now, Jack, I, I know we haven't had much time to go through any of the rules, but it's, it's very important that we don't absorb anyone else. It's hard enough with the 40 or so people in here already, and we don't want any more. Accidents do happen, but we try our best to avoid them. Sorry, Dave, Fogg, please carry on. Well, Joe, as I was trying to say earlier, uh, you're obviously not a monster at all. Oh, that's very kind uh, of you. But a, a lovely a collective of upstanding citizens. It's been very enjoyable having you here on the show, and I hope you make a good life for yourself here in Lois <laughs> Media whores! I've come to cleanse the stench of corruption from the airwaves. You, who offer broadcasting contracts to outstanding citizens of justice, only to snatch away their dreams of peace when the truth offends your deceitful ears. Who the bloody hell do you think you are bursting in here like that? Yeah, we're in the middle of a show, you great big cock. Roger cock. And I'm here to dispense some justice. Bloody hell, Fog. Is that a psychopath? Careful! He's got a tape recorder. Uh, 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 those were his words, not mine, Mr. Cock. Uh, personally, I'm a big fan of your uh, uh, irrational sense of retribution. Lies! Purveyors of fake news. What fools do you take the citizens of the wasteland for? You scaremonger with falsehoods about blobby demons stalking that... What the hell is that? What? Oh, I think he's referring to me. Uh, uh, hello. Nice to meet you. 
Monster! Oh. Not only are you spouters of preposterous filth, you are harbouring dangerous animals with the intent to unleash them upon the innocent denizens of this town. That's not true. He's a guest. You've done it once, and you'll do it again. Slander! This stops right here, right now. Feel the swift hoof of justice, fat creature. Have at him, Gazeel. No, no, please. Stay away. Um... <laughs> oh, shit. Not again. I do apologize. I appear to have absorbed your pet. Gazeel! No! He was no pet. He was the hoofed avenger. Well, like I said, I am truly, truly sorry. It was entirely my fault, but I, I'd like to reassure you he'll be perfectly safe in here. You ungodly uh, creature! Oh, no. no, no, don't do that. Oh. oh, dear. People do make this quite, uh, difficult sometimes. Oh, poor chap. He's by Bruce's bum. Oh, well... Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh... Uh, wonderful. Right. Uh, does anyone have any wine? Is he gonna be alright in there? Oh, yes. It happens all the time. I'll try and explain everything to him once his head resurfaces in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, we really must be off. Jack has an after-dinner speaking engagement up at the Barrens I should really rather not be late for. Why, hey, man. I'm still getting jobs. Uh, tabloid nonsense. Well, well, Joe... Thank you for coming. See you in Mog sometimes, yes? Oh no, I, I can clear a pub in under a minute. Best I stay clear. Oops, oh, oh, I'm sorry about your door frame. I'm unfortunately a, a bit bigger going out than uh, coming in. Goodbye, Joe. Bye. Bye. Well, that was uh, interesting to say the least. I think it's time for another advert. Uh, I've been rambling around this town for three days. Do you know the best place to get a triple whip mud nut latte with cave-aged hazel bark sprinkles? The Amphiborium Vintage Emporium! Um, the only food I can find in this town is asphyxiating gravy. Uh, where can I get a decent 48-day-aged blue bottle steak with artisan groundworm bread? The, the Amphiborium Vintage Emporium! I want somewhere warm and damp to write my reviews of retro old-world technology and discuss the merits of small, low-impact businesses on an irradiated environment. Do you know of such a place? The Amphiborium Vintage Emporium! You are a newt or a toad or a frog Come and hang out in our authentic bog If you are a human with a retro style Our contemporary vintage chic will make you smile The Amphiborium Vintage Emporium Welcome back listeners uh, I hope you enjoyed our little chat with Joe Blobs And seeing as he's new in town Feel free to say hello if you see him Well shout hello From the other side of the street Don't be rude Anyway, uh, we've had a lot of terror and chaos recently, so we thought we'd bring a sense of joy and fun back to the show by playing a few light-hearted clips from the archive. Yes, we've both been working hard to prepare some interesting tidbits for the world that was. I'll just need to find mine. Uh, I was sorting them in the bath. In the bath? Uh, oh. Anyway, uh, once Fog finds his tapes, uh, let's have a listen to uh, let's have a listen to this one. Now, which button was it? This is the air attack warning. Oops. You and your family have four minutes to find shelter. Remember to read your government issue leaflets entitled How to Survive the Imminent Apocalypse and Teaching Individuals to Survive Upcoming Predicament. Ah! How'd you turn it off? Listen out for the special signals that tell you when the situation is dangerous 
and when the danger has passed. If you hear this noise, the attack is underway and you should stay in your refuge. When you hear this noise, it is probably safe to come out. Shut up! If a family member is too mentally weak to face the upcoming disaster, consider burying them immediately to prevent being a burden on other survivors. Bug! Help me stop this Preserving thing! the British way of life is critical. Put all your tea bags in out. protective tins. Wait up! Place right. football I'm, shirts I'm in protective now. shrink wrap. In the event of a food shortage, it may be necessary to eat surviving uh, uh, foreigners. It's on automatic. Uh, uh, try that Remember button there. Remember to teach surviving children how to queue properly. No, 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 that one. This will be useful when the danger has uh, passed. Oh, pull this plug they here. Have to queue no, 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 wait. Oh, well done, Dave. Now we can see bugger all. Let's just let it play out. Construct a shelter in your home by leaning heavy furniture against a strong inside wall. Fill up bags and suitcases full of sand and soil to reinforce your shelter. Fill up plastic containers with fresh water to survive the fallout period. You will need at least three and a half gallons per person. Gather tinned and preserved food to feed your family for the next two weeks. Collect tools and supplies such as hammers and hacksaws, nails and screws, rope, string, pen knives, screwdrivers, torches and spare batteries, iodine tablets, Geiger counters, radiation suits, surgical equipment, the contents of a small pharmacy, a doctor, a squad of soldiers, commemorative plates of the royal family, box sets of only fools and horses and dad's army, and anything else I haven't mentioned. You now have two minutes to complete these tasks and find refuge. Thank you for listening. Well, while sitting in total darkness, I have to say I'm completely missing the joy and fun part of that clip. Oh. Great. Now it's too dark to read these bloody tapes. Okay, Dave, we're going to have to play a bit of a uh, uh, Russian roulette with this. Uh, here are the tapes I found. Uh, now, if you stick one of those on, uh, I'll use some of my engineering wizardry to uh, uh, turn the lights back on. Oh dear. Right. Uh, well, let's just let's just put this in here and. Uh... Good eye, wankers. This is Shane from Super Special Radio Attack. I'm here with my partner in crime, Goff, and we're ready to play. You're in trouble. <laughs> the part of the show where we take the piss, illiterally on an unsuspecting member of the public. Goff is currently on the roof of the town hall, and it looks like our victim is approaching. <laughs> Ready, Goff? <laughs> yep. Here we go. I can't help it, Dave. I was born this wet... Uh, Dave, is that rain? Ugh. Ugh. It's... It's piss! Uh, there's someone on the roof! Uh, I, I see you up there, you miserable little bastards! Sorry, Sorry Fog. You're in trouble! <laughs> I don't want a wanker. For fuck's sake, Dave, of all the clips you could have chosen. I couldn't see, Fog. That's a lame quack of an excuse, Dave. Right, I'm putting the next one on as you obviously can't be trusted. All right, all right, all right. Right, uh, this one, uh, well, well, the labels come off. Let's have a listen. Oh, how do you put up with him, Dave? Uh, well, he's fine, really. Well, he's my best pal, you know, but... But what? Well, he has some peculiar habits. Uh, go on. Well, he saves up all his gentleman juice in empty milk bottles and keeps them in the fridge. <laughs> I've been drinking that. Why do you think I drank my tea black, Albert? Oh, I, I just thought it was going off. What's that red light on for? Oh, oh. 
it was for an art project. I was going to use it to paint pictures of the Holy Mother. Well, I'm glad Albert put a stop to it anyway. It was stinking the place out. Well, if we can move past my artistic endeavour swiftly and play another clip, please, Dave. All right, all right. What's the one you're holding now, Fog? Uh, uh, it's called, uh, uh, Quest Objective. I can't put it down. Well, well, pass it here. I'll stick it on. Okay, um, I'll just mark it on my spreadsheet. Uh, removed from inventory. Right, there we go. Uh, press play then, Dave. You wish to see me, Professor Westwood? Uh, yes, Colonel. I have very grave concerns regarding the project you have Princess working on. Professor, I am well aware of your misgivings, but now is not the time to lose your nerve. Our American allies have been fighting a bloody campaign for decades, and now it is time for Britain to play its part. If the West is to prevail, then we must deliver what we promised. The Special Scientific Research Authority is in a unique position to change the tide in this unfortunate skirmish. Far from winning a war, the possession of a weapon like that, by any side, could trigger a full-scale nuclear holocaust. Our research has become too dangerous. Even at the prototype stage, the effects are still unpredictable. We've lost three good friends to its effects in the last month. They're still in quarantine, gibbering like baboons. Can you not see the ethical implications of creating such a weapon? As a military man, I cannot afford the luxury of debating ethics, Professor. I very much doubt the people of Anchorage shared your point of view when the communist hordes slaughtered their children in the streets. I do not wish to discuss this further. Now, is there anything else, Professor? No, nothing else, Colonel. I, I, I just wish you could understand. I understand perfectly, Westwood. But please leave the thinking to the professionals. Now... Will you be attending the Halloween party this Saturday? I think it would be good for morale if you showed your face. No, of course I won't. I'm too busy working on your mad <laughs> That was comic genius. Uh, probably. Was it? I don't get it. Uh, uh yes. The humour is quite particular. Who would hold a Halloween party on the eve of the apocalypse? <laughs> Absurdist comedy at its finest. Um, I think we've had enough clips, Fog. I feel really down now. Every time I try and do something, it always just comes back to bite me. Uh, don't worry, Dave. It happens to the best of us. Uh, by which I mean me. Uh, you can't win them all, you know. Perhaps a little chat with some of our listeners will cheer you up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that would be... that'd be lovely. Let's turn that frown upside down. No, I don't want a beard. Oh, stop moaning, Dave. This is totally unlike you. Where's your hopeless optimism? I'm having to be cheerful and it's very tiring. Okay, listeners... Get your radio dials ready. On this week's call-in, we'll be talking about what job you think you would have done before the Big Bangs. Call-in. Okay, who have we got then first, Dave? Uh, we've got uh, Mild Atrocity on the line, all the way from Scabardeen in the north. Hello, Dave. Hello, Fog. How's it hanging? What? In the usual way, I think. Right next to my thighs, as per normal. No, I mean, uh, what's up? What? Uh, the opposite of down. No, I mean, uh, what, what's occurring? What's occurring? This dreadful conversation. Now, will you quite finish being a tiresome idiot, or do I have to answer yet another inane question? Oh, all right, just trying to be friendly. What job do you think you would have done before the Big Bangs? I think I'd be a plumber. Oh, a noble profession. Are you good with pipes? No, I don't smoke, Dave. It's very bad for you. But I do like to make plums. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. My partner says I've got lovely plums. Plums? Right, well, if we have any leaks, we know who to call. Someone else. Oh, not so good with leaks, actually. It's not the right climate. Oh, I always find shoving a bit of wool down your pants prevents any embarrassment in leaky areas, Mild. 
That's one of Dave's top tips, free of charge. Okay, next on the line we have uh, Snorton Pantyvirus. Hello, Snorton, and what? Uh... Oh, do call me Snorty. Fine, hello, Snorty, and what job would you have done before the Big Bangs? I think I would have been a TV presenter. Oh, what's a TV? Those strange boxes with a black glass panel on them, I think. Yeah, it's like radio, actually, except people can see you too. Oh, I thought they were mirrors for goths. And what would you present, Snorty? Uh, TVs. Two deserving people. What? Oh, I see. You'd give TVs as an award to people in need. Yes. Well, that's a bloody stupid idea. We're radio presenters and we don't go around giving away radios, do we? Yeah, why not? You type bastards. I do my job properly. What? We do do our job properly. We're the finest, most experienced radio presenters in all of history, you half-witted nincompoop. Well, you can't call yourself radio presenters if you've never given anyone a radio. Well, I think you might have the wrong end of the stick there, Snorty. Uh, it's called a microphone, actually, not a stick. Idiot. He wasn't saying... Oh, just piss off, you nasty lump of sick. I just don't understand. I just don't. Why, every time, do we get such bastards phoning into our show? It's okay, Fog. We're nearly there. Just got one caller left. No, just let's end the show there. But we've got stinky badgers on the line. Badgers? We don't need no stinky badgers. Well, it's too late, Fog. Hello, Dave. Fog. Hello, stinky badgers. And uh, what job would you have done, BBB? Never mind that, Dave. This is much more important. What? Don't be ridiculous. Nothing is more important than the show. No, seriously. Hear me out. Well, if we must. You see... I was listening to the show last week, where that bloke, Jack Onori, was talking about the treasure of Sarah Madre. Oh, not this nonsense again. What about it? Well, it had some remarkable similarities to that comedy clip you played earlier with the scientist and the colonel. You see, I'm an investigative journalist, and I've been following the story of Sarah Madre for a very long time. For years, there's been nothing at all, but then, well, this clip, it's very exciting. Perhaps there's an element of truth in the story after all. Uh, bollocks. It's just a fairy story, and you're filling in the gaps with wishful thinking. No, wait, Fog. He's right. It is remarkably similar. The princess, a weapon of mass destruction, an underground bunker. Could it be? I think it could. Well, it could be. It could be what? Well, it could be that the comedy show nicked the idea of the fairy story. Oh. Oh, yes, that's probably it, Dave. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's very hard to do anything original nowadays, believe me. Uh, and not that I don't. All of my work is my own and you can't prove it otherwise. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think you get it. It must be in Lower Spittle. Lower Spittle? Are you insane? This is ridiculous. Since when did we all start believing in fairy stories? No smoke without fire. That's an interesting theory, Badges. Uh, why do you think the treasure is in Lower Spittle? Isn't it obvious? All the clues are there. Take your location. Why? There we are. That's better. Fog! You can't just keep cutting off guests like that. He was about to tell the people of the wastes where the legendary treasure of Sara Madre is located. Oh, load of bollocks. It's a bloody myth. He said it's right here in Lower Spittle. Oh, fuck off, Dave. I'm fed up of all these nutters calling in. Of course it isn't. Why can't we have a sensible person for once? My job would be please, man. I hear crime. I eat evidence. Justice is served. Pasta la fiesta. Maybe. When criminal come by station, I crack bad eggs. But I, not one to blow own crumpet. Oh, bloody hell, you again. Are you okay there, uh, Fleedle Schnout? Hungry. How can you be hungry? You don't have a stomach. 
I want eat tasty human body worm. Here, eat this instead, you great silly lump. What was that? Oh, a dictionary. Thought it might help with his vocabulary. Mmm, ambrosial. Well, I think we'd better leave it there, folks. Thank you for listening, as always. And of course, stay tuned for some more fun on Happy Hour with Miserable Albert. Oh yes, fun with Albert. Bloody marvellous, bastard. Gamma Radio. Uh, Jean, sit on your baby service. Hello, are you fed up of looking after your kids? Well, I've got news for you. You can leave them with me. No harm will come to the air on their heads. I'm a qualified ex-mother. Uh, I lost my kids down the back of the sofa. Uh, but I swear we could do all sorts of fun child games with education too. I've got wood, stones, deep fat fryers and uh, saucepans for them to lay with and a safety helmet that we can share between us. I live in a safe place which used to be a rubbish tip, so there's plenty to do. So leave them in my six good hands. Uh, lovely service. Uh, uh, it's very cheap. This is a public service announcement. Listen. 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 Innocent little cheddar. An innocuous cheese, perhaps. Familiar and comforting. But what happens when it matures? We left the cheese on the side for only a minute, about three weeks. We heard a brief meow, and the next thing we knew, Tiddles had gone. Left to its own devices, this cheese, like all bad dairy, is rapidly becoming a prominent menace in the wasteland. I was about to grate some lovely mozzarella into my porridge, when all of a sudden it bit back. It bit off three of me fingers before I got it under the grill. Meatiest cheese I ever ate. Don't turn your back. That's all I can say. There have been reports of the cheeses growing tiny little feet and running rampant around people's homes. These mischievous cheeses can be extremely violent. I'm being terrorised by a smorgasbord of feisty fromages. Last week they woke me up by shoving my hand in a sandwich toaster. And laughing. You ever heard a cheese laugh? It's creepy. The only way I can get them to leave me alone is by screaming, Hey, macaroni! at the top of my lungs! Whilst they may already be physically dangerous, be warned. Your family home may also be in danger. I left a tasty wedge of manchego on the bedside table. Finally, it went off. With my wife! So remember, never turn your back on a cheese, never underestimate the power of a mature cheddar, and never... Feed them after midnight. If you see a rogue cheese on the rampage, report it to your local militia or restaurant immediately. This was a public service announcement. Stop listening. Stop listening. Stop listening. <laughs>